Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Great, Russell. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I praise my God for that. How are you all this morning? Good we morning, are fantastic. Praise good morning, God. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. You say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a bright new morning, a new day, this new lease of time that you have added to our destiny. And this new opportunity you give us to come to you. Lord, as your word says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in, your, in our hearts. We come to you with that same thanksgiving in our heart, Lord. To thank you for a good night's rest. To thank you for safety. To thank you for peace. To thank you for health. To thank you for well-being. To thank you for the safety of our loved ones. To thank you for food on our table and the shelter over our head that despite extreme weather, cold, heat, rain, we are kept safe. And to thank you that you offer us that door, that opportunity to enter your kingdom. You teach us your ways through your word that we might be strengthened not only in body, but in spirit, so that we are able to perceive, we are able to decipher the attacks of the enemy, see through their wiles when we walk with you in the spirit. And despite all the challenges in our lives, despite all the worries and the cares, we are able to leave that outside the door and focus on you. We thank you, Lord, for that peace and that joy that you pour into our hearts. That comes only from your presence. That which only you can give and no one can take away. That which helps us make our prayer. And hold on to our faith. So that when we release it and when we speak. Knowing who we are, our identity and our authority. That prayer released in that faith. Causes the Holy Spirit to move. And bring forth an answer. Bring a manifestation. We share that same peace and joy, Lord, today with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. And you show us those children of your inheritance where you send us, Lord. Here we are. And if there is a small errand that you need run, Lord, here I am. Each one of us says that. Send us. We share your peace and joy with all those that are Christians. Called by your name, but do not know you personally. You are only a religion to them. We share it also with all those that do not want to know you for whatever lie has been told to them, for whatever experiences they may have had in their lives. They do not connect with you, Father. And yet your heart bleeds for them. Quicken them, O Lord. Let your light shine on them. Let them be drawn towards you. Their steps be turned towards you. And let them be delivered. 
As we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, the one who blots our transgressions, the one who is ever faithful, who will never leave us, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the creator of the universe. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who holds the key of David, that whatever he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. The one who is seated at the right hand of the Father intercedes for us every single day through whom grace was released for us, that we might not be found short of the law, but whatever is the deficit, it is through his supreme sacrifice and his priesthood that that grace that is made released to us through his blood is what speaks in our favor, is what advocates for us. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of the living God, the comforter, the father of all spirits, the seal of the age to come, the Lord in the midst of his people, who is mighty, Emmanuel in the true sense, the Holy Spirit. The one who heals our backsliding and strengthens us from within by making his tabernacle within our body that we now become his temple and we don't need to go externally elsewhere to worship. We can commune and worship 24 hours of the day for he lives within. We thank you, Father, that you have given us that facility, that benefit, that opportunity to have the Holy Spirit live within us, that privilege, that even though we do not deserve it, Yet you bring your holiness into our life that has been full of filth. You sanctify this life, you purify it, and you turn it around. You open our eyes and our hearts, and you fill us with your light, with your life. So that we are now a quickened spirit, not just a sinning flesh. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you have blessed us. With angels, with destiny, help us. You have blessed us with family, with friends. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word so that we can pray using that word, that which is guaranteed by your integrity and does not fail. And you have blessed us with the gift of prayer whereby we can use it as our system of authorization to give you permission to intervene in matters that are beyond our control. And then under that authority, when you intervene and we speak your word in respect to the way we want you to intervene, you move and that prayer, that request, that authorization becomes an answered prayer when we persist with faith. We thank you, Father. Yesterday, we reflected on what Peter called every believer, a royal priesthood. 
Today, I'd like to reflect on the priesthood of Jesus and what Paul called him. A high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We see a reference to it in the letter to the Hebrews in multiple places. There are at least six, six mentions of it. He mentions it in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 6 and 10. In Hebrews 6, verse 20, and a few places in Hebrews chapter 7. A reference to what he called a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And this was first prophesied about Jesus, the Messiah, in Psalm 110, verse 4 as well. So that prophecy is what he was referring to. And he tries to explain it there. So what is the order of Melchizedek then? Let's reflect on that today. And for that, let's first look at when Melchizedek first appeared in the Bible. We see that in Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 to 20. When Abraham defeated the king of Sodom and the other kings with him. And was returning after rescuing his nephew Lot. What does the Bible say about Melchizedek? Melchizedek appeared out of nowhere. And the Bible says a few things now. I shall put a few notes there. Number one, Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High God and a king. The king of Salem. So the first thing we note there is royal priesthood, just as we discussed yesterday. Not Levitical priesthood that came much later, that came from Aaron. This is royal priesthood, a priest and a king. Secondly, he was the king of Salem, which is ancient Jerusalem. And this is confirmed in Psalm 76, verse 2 as well, which speaks about Salem. And it says, in Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. So where all later references talk about Jerusalem carrying God's tabernacle and his dwelling place on Zion. So that gives us the connection of Salem being Jerusalem. Melchizedek is the king of ancient Jerusalem. And as we are going through these points, I'd like you to draw a parallel to Jesus in this. So the first one was a priest of the Most High God and a king. The second attribute of Melchizedek, the king of Salem or king of Jerusalem. In our case, we are referring to Jesus as the king of the new Jerusalem, the spiritual Jerusalem. The third one, now names from the biblical perspective tell you a lot about the character and the purpose of an individual. And Paul tries to put an interpretation to that in Hebrews 7 verse 2, where he interprets Melchizedek to mean the king of righteousness. So the name means king of righteousness, which is Melchizedek is therefore a king by name and by his office as well, being the king of Salem. So king of righteousness by name and king of Salem by office, which means king of peace, the king of Salem. So king of righteousness and king of peace. 
Now in the prophecy of Isaiah in Isaiah 9 verse 6 about the Messiah, there are a few titles that he says he will be called. And one of those was the Prince of Peace. So there's a reference there, a parallel between Melchizedek and Jesus being drawn on account of that title. The fourth one, when Melchizedek came and met Abraham, it says he brought bread and wine. The only one that brought bread and wine, being a high priest of God and made an offering, was Jesus, symbolic of his body and blood. So we see that same pattern being first demonstrated by Melchizedek in the Old Testament. And then Jesus adhering to the same pattern. As we know, God is a God of patterns. There are things that he would first set up as a prototype of the pattern in the Old Testament. And then the same in the physical. And then the same is reconfirmed and done through Jesus in the spiritual in the New Testament. So he brought bread and wine, just like Jesus did. And all of these parallels, the only understanding that then comes out of it, which Paul confirms as well in Hebrews 7 verse 3, is Melchizedek was a form of Jesus, where Paul says he had no beginning and no end. Now this is Hebrews 7 verse 3. He had no beginning and no end, but made like unto the Son of God. And we see why he is like the son of God in the above four points that we discussed. So he was like that forerunner to Jesus in that pattern of high priesthood. Pretty much like the resurrected Jesus. Who lives forever with no end. When you say Melchizedek had no beginning and no end. Jesus too had no beginning and no end. After his resurrection he lives forever. And the Bible in John chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word. So he already existed at the beginning. He did not come after the beginning. When the beginning took place, if we are to put it that way, he was already there. In the beginning was the word. So the order of priesthood of Melchizedek is kingship. And priesthood forever. Now for understanding this, let's compare it with the priesthood of the Levites. The Aaronic priesthood, all the priesthood that was started in, Levit in the book of Leviticus, started after Aaron. They came from the tribe of Levi and were born as men with limitations. The Bible says they had to regularly offer sacrifices for atonement for themselves and the people. Note how this priesthood compares with the king of righteousness who had no need for atonement. And they couldn't be kings either. Because the lineage of kings was ordained and predestined from the tribe of Judah. So that priesthood was a limited priesthood, not a royal priesthood. Which is why God then redesigned it 
once again on the order of Melchizedek for Jesus to be the first high priest and then his entire holy nation, all the people, to form that royal priesthood after that high priest, Jesus. So the order of Melchizedek, while the, the Levitical priesthood was limited, the order of Melchizedek and Jesus is forever. Now let's look at another thing in Hebrews 7 verse 2 again, where it says he is, first of all, by the translation of his name, king of righteousness, and then he is also king of Salem, which means king of peace. So the takeaway from there is first righteousness and then peace. And this is what Jesus offers everyone that is willing to believe in him. First be made righteous, that righteousness given from the king through the washing of sins by his blood. And then peace, where none of the problems, the baggage that they brought forward follows them through. All the old must pass away, must pass over. So he is a high priest for the eternal God, the eternal kingdom of God. So if we are to summarize, what is the order of Melchizedek? It is a royal or a ruling high priesthood. We see that mentioned in Hebrews 7 verse 1. That which is perfect, as we see in Hebrews 7 verse 11, it is changeless in Hebrews 7 verse 24 and is composed of one individual who always existed, like we just saw in Hebrews 7 verse 3. Always was and always will be, as again further referenced in Hebrews 7 verse 18, 16, and again 24. He continues to exercise that priesthood now. The Bible says he is, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bible says he is seated at the right hand of God as a king and ruler. Seated at the right hand of God is a position of authority. So he's definitely a king and a ruler. What does he do there? The Bible says he intercedes for us for righteousness and for peace. The king of righteousness and the king of peace interceding for us for righteousness and for peace as a priest forever. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you reveal to us his office, the nature of his works, and you reveal to us your patterns that we can understand so that when you call us a royal priesthood after this high priest, we understand what is the meaning of his order and we understand the system, the pattern that you want us to follow as well. Where you call us kings that can command and priests that offer sacrifice for the people, that intercede for the people, so that through our God and our king of righteousness and peace, when he gives us the keys to his kingdom, we are able to bring them that same righteousness and that same peace. We are able to lead them to the doorstep of salvation so that when they believe on him, 
in their hearts and confess with their mouths, they are saved. Help us understand the nature of our office also, dear Lord, in this priesthood, as a royal priesthood, to fight for your people, to offer sacrifice for them, to intercede for them, and to lead them to you through our ministry, as first taught to us, perfected and demonstrated as an example by Jesus in his life on earth. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord, and a thorough understanding of the purpose that you have assigned to each of us. So that when we understand what is your purpose for us in the kingdom, what is our objective, the plans that you have for us, like you said in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, not just to prosper us in the flesh, but to look beyond at what is eternal, not just what is temporal. Help us align, Father, to your will, to your ways, to your pattern, and to walk in that light, in obedience and in boldness. We ask for that edification in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our friends and our families. For all those, we pray all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are battling separation and any kind of division. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. For all those that are battling financial challenges, that are seeking jobs, where nothing seems to be working for them, Father, we bring them between the horns of your tabernacle, knowing that everyone that ever stood there in between the horns of the tabernacle received your mercy and was spared. We come with that understanding, Lord, that you will not let them go and slip away and fall into the well of suffering. In your name, Jesus, we send out the angels whom you have given charge over them. We dispatch them on assignments to go forth and fulfill every requirement that brings them in alignment with your plans for their life in your kingdom. We ask of you to quicken them, Father, that they are drawn towards you. There's also every member of our friend and family circle that has not yet been saved. Draw them towards you, Lord. Unless you draw them, they cannot come. Only those that are invited by you can receive that open door to salvation. We stand in that gap that all of these that you have given us, Father, we shall lose none. But it is our sincere desire that each of these be brought into your kingdom, be spared, be forgiven, be shown mercy, and receive the measure of grace that will bring them in line with your will 
we plead the blood of jesus over every member of each of these families over every one that we are now praying for over every member of every family of the brisbane prayer group over everyone that is involved in this ministry so that his advocacy speaks over each of these lives so that through him your mercy father is brought into their lives and your grace is released upon them through his priesthood of our high priest we call on the angel of the lord to encamp about each of us and to protect and keep us safe from harm sin danger from accident injury pilfering theft hijacking terrorism and any kind of natural disasters i command that angelic protection in the mighty name of jesus we pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families our physical needs but also our spiritual needs lord in whatever areas we struggle we surrender them to you now our prayerlessness our busyness our lack of focus our laziness as well we ask forgiveness for all our failures lord and we ask for that grace to renew our strength that we might rise on wings like eagles and not be weary in our spiritual pursuit not be tired father we thank you that you have heard us that we that you always hear us when we speak your word in faith and as we release that faith into the spirit run we believe in our hearts lord that every prayer that we have spoken in faith will be an answered prayer it is an answered prayer it shall not tarry but shall come to manifestation we thank you o holy spirit that you move and you hover over each of those prayers that are made in faith and we come to you knowing that it is impossible to please god without faith but when that faith is released you act upon it and you bring manifestation you bring revelation you bring an answer to every prayer every prayer that we release we join our spirits with you lord to now be one spirit as we make our prayer in the spirit and we base it on truth on your word that prayer is definitely an answered prayer i encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in as we pray in the spirit those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith and ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit ಶಂಡಕಲ್ಲ <laughs> <laughs> 
In
In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture being given today is from Colossians 1, 17 to 20. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder of our Bible study topic for tomorrow. The topic is preparing to reign with Christ. A powerful topic. It's going to be a scripture-rich session. 
And we will learn that God has a double purpose in redeeming us. Also, we will learn the main requirements of reigning, that is ruling with Christ. We have shared a flyer on the Telegram group uh, last night. We shall share it again today as well. Please share that flyer with all your friends and family and invite them. It has a direct link for them to join on Zoom and on YouTube by clicking on the word Zoom or clicking on the word YouTube there. And like we always say, it's all about more than the content. It's all about the presence of God that hovers over these uh, sessions, these prayer meetings. It is that presence that you can give them as a gift. So that I'd just like to remind you all, I mentioned it in the Telegram group last night as well. There is an anointing that is present on this group. There's the favor of God that rests on this group. It is that umbrella that we are bringing them under. That is what brings transformation. It is that presence of God that they must take with them when they attend this session and go back home. That's where the difference starts. So give that as a gift to someone. Share that with at least one person and let that one life change. For those that are following us on YouTube, you will see the link to join our Telegram group on the YouTube page. Please, if you are not part of this prayer group, please join the Telegram group there by clicking on it. And you can pray with other like-minded people as one family. Place your prayer requests there as well. And for those of you that are following this on YouTube again, if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go ahead and subscribe to it. And you shall receive updates and notifications every time a new reflection or uh, teaching has been shared. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Everyone. God bless you and everybody.